I'm going to be honest, Sean. Your robot dance could use just a little work. You know, every kid our age that was in that age group, this yep. was the song that they did the robot to. Well, because the robot voice came I know, out, right? I know. Long they were before like, the auto-tuned oh, yeah. uh, robot voice you know, of T-Pain and things like that, that was the original robot voice. The best part of the robot was not really the pop locking that people did. It was the look on their face. Yeah. Everybody had this weird, like... Yeah, different. No, they got the dead eyes, like the Android yeah, eyes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't speak to me in your regular voice. Because they were presaging the future. Oh, My name no. is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It is episode one seventy four of the Brian Oak Show, recorded here in the Smart Start MN Studios in beautiful South Minneapolis. It is high summer, right? It's hot. It's humid. It's what was that look? Have we had one week of like decent? Summer weather. It's really been just it was very brief. off the chain. It was really brief. It was very, very hot, or it's been cold and stormy, or whatever. I here's my question. You know, I you know I don't love this weather, right? And October never comes soon enough for me. But I don't want to ruin summer for everybody else. I want people to. There are people who love this. They wait all year for it. They they feel that they've been trapped somehow, enslaved or indentured here in Minnesota, <laughs> and they can't wait for this weather. And they get out and make the most of it. When in fact you're free to go anywhere. And there was one year in particular. I remember doing Oak on the Water every Thursday. And every single time, it was like 94 degrees, dew point of 72, just (laughs) sitting there completely still, sweating like I was running a marathon, literally doing nothing except trying to breathe through the water that was the air that day. And I always threatened to move to Yellowknife, but I don't feel like that's good enough. I believe that in this day and age, even Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories probably has humid days, and I'm sure the bugs are off the charts. How far north do I have to move to never have summer again? Mars? Homer, Alaska. Mars? They have summer in Homer. I know, but it's not as bad as here. No, it's got to be. There's got to be some sort of outpost. Yeah, there is. Way up north. Something we've never heard of. Yeah, well, and again, it's not even that bad today. It's like like 85 (laughs) Schmitties. I I don't know if there's officially a Schmitties up there. What's their mascot, too? That's the question. You ask (laughs) weird questions, man. That's how my brain works. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, It is the uh, Brian Oak Show podcast. Unbelievably, 174 episodes in, and... A big part of that is our Patreon supporters, who we just had a Patreon event. We uh, did. And it was wonderful. Tell me about your friend's place that we were at. Oh, uh, we were at Beast Barbecue, and they finished the basement. It used to be called Legends, and the basement was like you think a bar basement would be. And they decided... A good place for a pool cue fight. <laughs> or just kind of roguish, you know, Oof. rough... Type don't, of, don't go down there by yourself. Yeah, exactly right. right. But they really made it nice. So it's a nice little stage, there. and and uh, boy, the service couldn't have been better. The barbecue, I thought, was fantastic. It was, it was really good. And a great turnout. It was really nice. So, it was wonderful yeah. to see everyone. And as we get back to opening up, we will continue to do more of those events moving forward. Yes, it was one of our early promises. And then, of course, COVID, right? Because <laughs> global pandemic. No one saw it coming. But here we are, still 174 episodes in. A big part of that is Patreon support. Another big part of it, though, is sponsorship. And the group that signed on literally before we had done episode one 
the people that might literally be more responsible for the continued existence of this podcast, for better or worse than anyone else, Smart Start MN. And our guest today is going to be Ed Cohen of Smart Start. So we'll talk to him just ahead. But before we do, I wanted to share a song. This is an unusual one. So I work, one of my other jobs is working at a record store, right? And it's like working in a library. And even when you work in a library, you're like, oh, I know all the classics. And then suddenly you find yourself in weird reference materials and you don't know what it is you're looking at or reading. Same thing at a record store, flipping around. A group of singles came in the other day and I saw something called Hey Ya by J.J. Light. Hmm. I was like, have you ever heard of J.J. Light before? No, but I thought Hey Ya was the song by... Black Eyed Peas. And, right? that, and not Black Eyed Peas, but Outcast. Outcast, that's right. But, sorry. It, it, but it drew me into it. I'm thinking, oh, maybe this was sort of the origin of that song. They bear no resemblance to one another. But, and I'm like, I've never heard of J.J. Light. And for me, it's not about being cool. It's not about knowing everything, even though you think that's how I am. Well, mostly. Sean. Uh, <laughs> I love to discover new things. That always learning slogan, I genuinely hold it dear to my heart, especially when you dig in. You're like, well, this could be cr-. what's great about working at a record store. We throw things on all the time that are garbage. Yes. And you're like, oof, get that off the turntable right now. But then every once in a while, you stumble into a song that's brilliant. And you're like, I want to know more. I need to know more. Well, apparently, J.J. Light was uh, a, an alternate name for Jim Stallings, who played bass on a few Sir Douglas Quintet albums back in the 60s. Again, completely new information to me. And I, I put this 45 on, I'm like, six bucks? Mine. I absolutely fell in love with this song, and I've been listening to it nonstop. This is J.J. Light with Hey Ya on The Brian Oak Show. Hey ya, hey ya. around in a circle doing their snake dance. Hey, I, hey, I. Along the 
San Juan River smoking driftwood. Oh, 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 oh. I was there when the little kids were doing their Navajo singer Jim Stallings, who went by the name on that particular track as a solo artist, J.J. Light. Never heard it before in my life. And just talking to our guest, Ed Cohen, uh, about like, you know, what what did we do before the Internet? Did you go to the library? Did you get on the phone? Other than your friends, and uh, when it came to music information, your friends, the library, record stores were also a great resource. But if you weren't in the industry... I used to. I felt like I knew a ton about music when I was a teenager with no resources. You'd call the radio station every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah. And the guy would be like, "Oh, yeah, uh, all right, kid. That guy. Yep, yep. All right. Yeah, okay, man. kid. Hey, we're <laughs> now. Let's go ahead and say hi to Ed Cohen. Hi, Ed. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Thank you. You've been a guest on this show plenty of times before, and rightly so. As I said, and I was not saying it simply because you're sitting across the table from me, without the support of Smart Start MN, this show likely, it may have gotten off the ground, but it might not have lasted longer than the Wright Brothers flight at Kitty Hawk, <laughs> as opposed to, say, 174 episodes. So for that, we're, th- we're thankful. But it, it, obviously, it's your love of music um, that inspired you to say, now let's jump on board before even hearing a single damn episode. Are well, you- it's, it's not as if you weren't kind of a known quantity. <laughs> okay, I mean, well, you know, yeah, there's, there's some of that. Just ran into this guy on the street. <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. I'm going to sponsor a podcast. But also, <laughs> like, I mean, you had to know, I'd never done a podcast. I'd been on the radio for 25 years, but I'd never really done anything like this. But you've stayed with us through thick and thin, and I'm very, very appreciative. So before we move forward, this is always where we do the spot for Smart Start MN. When we are talking about the world opening back up, when we are talking about things getting back to normal, I know you're a deep music head. It's one of the things we bond over, one of the reasons you care about this podcast. Now that people are getting back out, now that shows are proliferating at a, wow, delightful rate, but almost too much to absorb, (laughs) already running into conflicts, that means people are going to be getting back out more, and you're going to get busy again, aren't you? It's, yeah, it's that time of year, it's that time to kind of, see if if things pick up things are picking up um you know for a long time on top of the fact that there weren't bars open there weren't restaurants open people when they were drinking which was probably pretty frequently mm-hmm. they were doing it at home right. um the only people who were getting duis are the people who didn't plan ahead and have enough smokes and chips around to uh last in the evening right um business really dropped off you know All things bad. things were were slow things are getting fat you know things are picking up things are getting busier um, and there's some new changes to the law, and that's kind of interesting. But, you know, it, it is something that people need to be aware of. I mean, look, we, what we do gets people um, back with their lives, back doing the things they need to do. Um, but we don't encourage people to get DUIs. We don't want them to get DUIs. Ever. I, I, I kind of like to, you know, in a joking kind of way, because it's just so hard to imagine, I'd like to get myself out of a job. Right. But 
people still continue to drink and drive, and we're there to help them. When I, when I worked at Clean Water Action Alliance, I would tell people on occasion, I'm like, our job is to actually put ourselves out of business. Like, if we took care of the environment, there wouldn't need to be a Clean Water Action Alliance, and you're doing the same thing. The problem is people love having drinks, and as Sean reminds us on the regular, you know what? Those drinks sometimes will cloud your judgment. I think it's funny that Ed mentioned that they may run out of chips, they may run out of smokes, but there's also the people that run out of alcohol, and they go to the liquor store. And they're like, shit, son, we got 12 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah, to right. get over there. Now, now, now. <laughs> and then you get to spend the night in jail. So, I mean, I, I've said this about, you, you know, your organization, your company, is many times, like, it would be great if they never got another call and nobody ever drank and drove again. Right. But we know that that's not human nature, right? I mean, people right. do it. I myself did it. Now, it's been a very long time, although drinking caught up with me last year and I had to shut her down. It was 20 years ago that I got my one and only DUI, but it really upended my life, man. I mean, it changed everything. And this was before the era of Uber or Lyft or any of that garbage. Right. And I got a bad one. I got a Dewey, right? I blew up more than a point oh or point two oh or a point oh two, whatever. What what is the number? Uh, <laughs> the number for the DUI is point oh eight. Point oh eight. So uh, back then I blew a point two, uh, which means when you do a double or a Dewey, as we called it back then, or the double, it meant that you were treated immediately, even though it was your only offense, as a multiple offender. And right. so all of my fines were tripled. All of my time for losing my license was tripled. It was an effing nightmare. And I had a small child who I drove to daycare every morning before I went to do my job. Well, now I'm taking cabs everywhere I go, which is freakishly expensive. (laughs) Even with Uber and Lyft, the prices will mount up. You guys actually provide the service at a very, very affordable rate, which I know you won't let me talk about on the podcast, (laughs) which is fine. But I think if people knew how inexpensive it was to be able to get back to some semblance of a normal life as long as you can stop drinking when you get behind the wheel, they would they would jump on it immediately. Well, they should call us and find out how much it is. Right? Okay, very good, very good. Or they can also go through the website if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for twenty percent off the installation right. of the ignition interlock. The last time I saw you, Ed, was at our Patreon event where we were lucky enough to have a couple of incredible artists, Courtney Yasmine and Katie Vernon, both performed live. And it felt like seeing my friends back in their natural environment, right? I mean, being even in, we're in the basement of a barbecue place, but they have a great stage down there. It was a cool they setup. Yeah. They had good food. It was really cool, but also like that feeling of running into people at live music where you talk a little bit between songs, you pay attention to the artists, you go back to talking a little bit more. Um, it was fun. Are you excited to get back out there? Oh, I am. I am. I've seen a couple shows. Um, actually, I have one tonight. I'm supposed to see Little Man and uh, the Shackletons at uh, the is Hook and Ladder. Hook and Ladder, which is right in my neck Great of the venue. woods. Right. Now, my wife's out of town tonight. Do you know if there are any tickets left to that bad boy? I don't know if there are, but I might know a way to get somebody some tickets. Interesting. <laughs> it, you know what? It's important to know people of influence. Yes, it's important it to know good yes, people. And that's a great show. Little Man has been on the show here before. I've met the Shackletons before. Um, they are, it, that's going to be a fun night. What made you choose that show? Well, I've never seen Little Man. I've, I've met Chris. I've, uh, I, I'm, I'm in the pizza club, so I have, uh, oh, yeah. I have had the pizza. It's delicious. It's yeah, fantastic. It and if you haven't joined yet, you should. 
Um, and that's and the Paracelli Pizza Club, by the way, where just out of nowhere, because he is Italian <laughs> and particularly gifted at a deeper dish pizza um, or with a thicker crust, he uh, he like, hey, come and get one. And he does a sort of a pre-bake and then you bring it home and finish it up. And it's very nice. So, again, Paracelli Pizza Club, if you want to find it on social media. And, you know, I've got the, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet him a few times and we've talked a little bit about music. And so I'd, I'd, I'd love to see Little Man. Um I saw him the one time I've seen him. I was actually with you. It was uh, after the Patreon of the last Patreon mm. event oh, before yeah. the pandemic. Yep, uh, it was the Bowie show, and he does some some great Bowie covers. Mm-hmm. And so did everybody else who was there. It was a fantastic show. Um, but it's just great to get back out. The hook and ladder's fun. These were some of the first ones that were announced because they were going to be outside. So that's on the docket. Um, and they're not slowing down, by the way, over no. at the hook and ladder. They, <laughs> they're, I mean, they're like, you know, so we had already planned on doing a bunch of outdoor stuff. Now that things are open, I mean, they're piling on, and good for them, man. I'm excited. There's yeah. so much good stuff coming up. They're... Palmers, I mean, Southeast Minneapolis, which maybe not is has not been thought of as a, the hotbed of music, you know, in the Twin Cities. Obviously, you've got First Avenue and its many outlets, which are also slowly getting back on board. There are all these incredible smaller outlets that are doing it right now. And the reason I'm not against big outlets, I'm not against people succeeding at a high level. But I think about because this show has largely been guested by artists who are on the fringes, right? Who are right. just getting by. And during the course of the pandemic, like you said, business fell off, but you managed to survive. Many of these artists are doing the same thing. So to get out and support them like tonight, it's going to be exuberant, man. It's going to be hotter than hell out there. I don't know if I can bring myself to go, but it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. And little man. I love that he's willing to like embrace who he is and his yes. stature and call himself that. Yes. But you go out and see that guy, and you look at the array of shirts oh. he wears, the incredible 70s flares, the shoes, the guitar, the attitude. That guy is one of the tallest people in this community. Right. When it comes to his glam rock stance, I fucking love Chris, man. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm excited to see the show. I've, again, never seen him live, so this should be cool. Saw a couple of online shows. With costume changes, which was awesome. <laughs> he's got it all, man. He's, he got, he's got the fur jackets. He's got the feather boas. He's got the... And here's what's weird. What I don't really care for, and it makes me a little jealous, is he can wear a shirt unbuttoned to his navel and look good in it. Right. A polka dot, a white polka dot shirt <laughs> down to his navel and come up there and rock your ass and melt your face. And he, I'm really a big fan of that guy. I like him quite a bit. <laughs> uh, hey, before we get to your first song choice, Ed, I would like to talk to my friend Sean because Sean is also a sponsor of this show. You, in addition to your many myriad satisfying duties as part of the Brian Oak show. Uh, you are also a realtor for uh, Edina Realty at the 50th and France location. I am, and it's uh, we're having a second wave right now. It's kind of a crazy time right now. Like so. a Delta variant among housing? Not, yeah, well, yeah, I'd okay. say, but right. in a positive way instead of a death. Like testing rhythm. positive way. God, you're just going to ruin my I'm not going to ruin your bit, but you're having a second wave because people yeah. suddenly realized, okay, maybe I can buy a house. It's kind of like the stock market where people try to buy and sell at the right time. And there was just an article in the Star Tribune on Monday, and my phone lit up after that saying that the market slowed down a little bit. Well, it has slowed down a little bit, but it hasn't slowed down a ton. But people that I had talked to that said they were going to wait until 2022 are suddenly like, you know what? I need to sell and buy. And let's get this going. So it's been it's been crazy, but I'm incredibly grateful for it. And, uh, you know, life is good. And 
This year, I'm uh, donating a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician. What I like about that is the crazier it gets for you, even though you become a little harder to get a hold of and a little more, you know. Sean, um, uh, is that um, you know what I like about that, though, but the busier it gets for you, that means the more money flowing into the pockets of local musicians who the people who are buying or selling get to choose, right? Yeah, they absolutely do. And what's cool is I just had a friend that bought and sold. They donated to Julius Collins, but they had never seen Annie Mack, so they went to see her last night. Fabulous. Yeah, and they were like, oh my gosh, we heard about her on the podcast, and we know a friend of yours donated to her. And they were like, we were blown away at how good that show was. So She's ridiculous, by the way. She really is. Yeah. So 612-859-2594 if you know somebody who's looking to buy or sell. By the way, ridiculous, I know, can be taken a couple different ways. I meant in the absolute best possible way. Where of course. You see someone walk up, you're like, all right, what do you got? And then they open their mouth and you're like, oh, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't, and I'm sorry that I challenged you. I'm sorry I questioned what you brought to the table, because she is genuinely remarkable. She is. Ed, you are a lifelong music fan. Before we hear this first choice of yours, at what point in your youth? I mean, because at some point you're like, I'm going to be a lawyer. But at some point, you fell in love with music. Do you remember when you first fell in love with music? Vaguely. It doesn't have to be an exact story. It doesn't have to be an aha moment. I mean, was it listening to the radio? Was it digging through somebody else's collection? First live did, did show. You have, did you have an older brother who was into Alvin Lee? I mean, <laughs> like, what no, was it? I, I was the oldest. Um, I think it was listening to the radio. Yeah. Um, That's I, definitely I, what did it for me. Yeah. And I my my first, I, I, two out of three on my, my first purchases with my own money. So uh, Springsteen Born to Run. Oh. Eagles Live. Wow. And then at the time it was very popular. I, I have no shame in it, but Sticks. Eh. Oh, in, see, I freaking love Sticks. I know. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Uh, Grand Illusion. Oh, Grand Illusion's a great record. I know it's a great record. <laughs> Come but, but people's own Grand Illusion. I know, shaming but, but unnecessarily. It's not. It's not shame as much as it's just like I don't. I don't like it as much any longer. A lot of people think Sticks is very Sticks, right? I mean, right. there's a stigma that is attached to Sticks, but. I got to be honest. I mean, like, I like all three of those records. If I came to your house and you're like, hey, man, you want to listen to records? And I'm like, sure. You're like, here, pick one of these three. No disrespect intended to one of the greatest American songwriters of all time in Springsteen. I also happen to be a deep fan of the Eagles. I'm putting on Grand Illusion. <laughs> okay. I'm just letting you know right no, now. There's no shame in so, that. Uh, well, in here, you want to know about shame. You don't want to know the <laughs> very first record I bought with my own money? I'm, I want to hear it. Billy Joel's Glass Houses. What's wrong with that? Uh, well, I love that album. Yeah, but again, compared to your three, I am now the squarest no, 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 no. pity that, that, that I was ever born. That is a great album. It is a great album, but it's... It's not like Big Shot and Still Rock and Roll to me. Yeah, and, exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 But was Honesty on that one as well? I don't remember. I have to go back. Maybe not. Big Maybe Shot. Not. So that here's was, yeah, Big Shot was on When you spend as much time as you do with the first records you buy, like I burnt that thing into the ground. Oh, yeah. So I haven't listened to Glass Houses start to finish in a very, very long time. I'm going to go home and listen to The Grand Illusion today. I'm telling you that <laughs> right There's damn. There's no reason not to. <gasps> My mother-in-law just came to town because Sticks performed at the Grand or at uh, down at Mystic Lake, and she doesn't even have a turntable. But she was so excited that I gave her my copy of Grand Illusion. So I guess I will be coming over to your house later. We've decided <laughs> to go with something a little more modern right here, and we're sticking with the East Coast. Tell me about this song and why you chose it to play it on the Brian Oak Show. I, I chose it because I've been listening to it a lot. Um, Dinosaur Junior has a new album out. Uh, Dinosaur Junior has been. Uh, group i mean jay maskis and lou barlow have been 
you know, great artists for a long time. I mm-hmm. really listened to them for a long time. I mean, going all the way back to kind of the later 80s, mid 80s. I stopped paying 80s. attention at some point. Is Lou Barlow still a part of Dinosaur Jr.? Lou Barlow's back. He is. Has been back the last couple of albums. Right but, on. But this album from start to finish is really good. I mean, it. the first time I listened to him, I'm like, oh, this is so Dinosaur Jr. And then the second time through, is like, this is perfectly so Dinosaur Jr. It's, right. It's it's a it kind of a return to everything that they've done from the the late '80s forward. Um, I just really like the song, so that's why I chose this one.
you know, when we talk about the flood of live music coming back, right? I mean, we're not 100% out of the woods, but we're far enough out of the woods that we can see the clearing up ahead, and people are racing to live music shows. I probably don't need to tell you. I'm sure you already have it on your calendar. But September 14th in the First Avenue main room, that band is going to be performing live, Dinosaur Jr. I have had my tickets. Those were the first tickets I bought. Right on. Uh-huh. And uh, the last time I saw them, I think I was the third person deep in front of Jay. And if you've ever been to a, a Dinosaur Jr. show or a Jay Mascus show. Which, for the thousands of shows I've been to, I've never seen Dinosaur Jr. live. I think I've seen them five, six, seven times. Right on. Um, now, he plays in front, and I don't even know how. Like, clearly he's got, you know, earpieces in, and he's not being exposed directly to this sound. But right. I think it would tear your body apart eventually. He stands in front of a, a three stacks of Marshall amps. Oh, in addition to the PA system. Well, you know he loves, I mean, anybody who's ever heard a single Dinosaur Jr. song in the last 35 <laughs> years knows his love of guitar and distortion. I mean, as I said to you, although his voice is not my favorite, the second you hear a riff of a Dinosaur Jr. song, much like Bob Mould of Husker Du or his many other projects, you know who you're listening to. Right. It's an unmistakable tone, and of course he loves it loud. That doesn't surprise me at all. Right. I went with a friend, and that friend turned around and bought me a set of earplugs the following day. <laughs> said, you need these. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> yeah. I come exactly. again? <laughs> What's that? Exactly. <laughs> September 14th in the First Avenue main room, Dinosaur Jr. will be performing live. Our guest is Ed Cohen. And before we move forward, we should talk about the good people at Forgotten Star Brewing in Fridley, because they yes. are also a recent sponsor to this show and they're good guys and the bottom line is we're not here to sell you a bill of goods we are not here sean and i very early on and maybe even smart start set the tone sean and i decided that if this was ever not fun anymore we weren't going to do it if this wasn't enjoyable if it wasn't fun to have conversations if and that means i mean a big part of any sort of media is sponsorship and promotion and if that's ever a drag you and i have had more than enough experience in that world right (laughs) yes we have i mean my god and so we decided early on for lack of a better term earmuffs for the kids we weren't going to work with assholes and we are continuing to maintain that particular philosophy we just won't man i mean if, if if you don't if you're not philosophically aligned that's cool man you go your way we'll go ours but we're not working with jerks and i'm happy to say the nice people at forgotten star brewing in fridley but just right on the border of minneapolis and fridley are not jerks in fact quite the opposite they're committed to providing you a good quality beer that does not you know some places are like what if we put tarragon and dryer lint in this particular bag i mean let's just see what happens yeah that's not their bit they 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 use traditional recipes they're committed to it they do a very good job they're well respected in the community and they also love music they've got a gorgeous new outdoor space right by the tracks oh yeah it's a really cool space the inside of the building is phenomenal too but unbelievable the, the outdoor space they just built up there is shade there which is very nice for days like today they're also dog friendly and whether you're a dog person or not, I think it's really cool that they let you have your dog inside or out on a leash, by the way. Well, of course. But, but fantastic. It's a really cool spot. And, and and both of those guys love music as well. And that's the cool thing is that our sponsors and the people that are involved with this show, everybody is passionate about music and about local music, which is great. So check out Forgotten Star Brewing. Tons of music uh, events coming up there as well. 
Uh, we'll be heading up there uh, sometime in the next probably month, I would say. Including our recent guest, Christy Costello, who yes. said she's going to be performing there. You know what I love about dog-friendly places? I'm not a dog guy. Nothing against dogs at all. I like having the relationship with dogs that grandparents get to have with grandkids, where you come up and you're like, who's a good girl? Who's a good girl? And you get all the snugs and you get the scritches. And then when it's time to clean up the poop, it's somebody else's job. That is my favorite thing about dogs. I love that relationship. ForgottenStarBrewing.com. They do a good job, and we're very thankful that they're part of what we're doing here at the Brian Oak Show. Not unlike Smart Start MN. So let's talk a little bit of legalese before we move on to more music, if you don't mind, Ed. No, not at all. So you guys mentioned to me, and I hadn't heard about this, there have been changes in the DUI law? Yeah, there have been changes more to the interlock program okay. than anything else. So, um, again, if, if, if just to make sure everyone's on board, if you get a DUI, what your company does is you provide the mechanics, the, the basics to get people back into their vehicle sooner than they otherwise might. And I don't mean to oversimplify, but essentially it's a breathalyzer in your vehicle, right? That's exactly what it is. Okay, very good. And you are the company that really worked with the legislature and brought this up to being. So you put the current system in place. What changed legally that people are going to have to be aware of moving forward yeah and so one of the important things is we help people get back on the road not just with you know putting the device in their car we help people walk through the whole process and get them the documents that they need and get them in touch with the right people at the state so that they can move forward a couple of things have changed they've made it a little bit easier they've cut out a couple of uh, things you had to do there used to be a DUI knowledge test you have to take that's gone there used to be an insurance certificate requirement where you had to tell your insurance company that you got a DUI, Oof. that's gone. And that's that's a huge thing for people. I got away with that one. Like, so I, when I had my Dewey, especially with the getting the double, um, everything was tripled, right? Yep. I never openly informed my insurance company. And my lawyer assured me at the time there was no duty to inform. That's true. But if I wanted to get the ignition interlock back then, had it existed, I would have had to tell my insurance company. Up until now. Now you don't. Now wow, you can, all right. Now you can do it That's without. That's a huge deal. It is a big deal. And it's it's really going to help people. I mean, look, insurance companies make plenty of money. Nothing against insurance <laughs> companies. Um, but, you, know, you can tell by how often they advertise oh, that they're probably doing the dumbest okay. dumbest ads of all time. I right. don't know, man. i got to be honest. I'm a... Okay, Liberty Mutual kind of bugs me, but I fucking love Geico. Is fucking <laughs> laser Liberty? focused. Oh, yeah, yeah. anyway, I don't, I don't I'm like sorry. The I, emu. I, I know I'm not a fan of it either. <laughs> Doug, I kind of like, but the emu, I'm not down with. But anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. But, right, but clearly, insurance companies are doing fine. Yeah, they are. And the ignition interlock isn't something that you should be jacking somebody's rates up for. You should get a lower rate because you can't commit a DUI in that car. Right. So. It never made sense that you had to go tell the insurance company so they could jack your rates up. Um, That's gone. Um, There are some things. Drivers who get a lot of DUIs, if you pick up your third and ten or your fourth in a lifetime, you get canceled. And canceled is really bad. And canceled means you have to to do the ignition interlock program. We'll get to that in a second. But um, the big piece there was those drivers had to be on a limited license for a year for no reason, just other than it's some kind of requirement they came up with. That's gone. So now they can drive anywhere they want, anytime they want, no questions asked, from minute one. So that's a big change. That's good for them. I mean, a lot of these changes, though, not only being good for the individual involved, not bad for you, right? I mean, it makes your job that you're trying to do, there's an easier path to get to the end result of what we're trying to do. Right. And then one other change that's kind of important, whiskey plates. You've seen those. Yes. I have them on my car. If you get in the interlock program now, that goes away. So you wow. can get rid of your whiskey plates. Really? That's a big scarlet letter that goes away. 
Yeah, and that was a big humiliation factor for a lot of people because everybody knows that it, if it has the W, it's there. And here's the problem with that. Everybody yeah. knows that if you have whiskey plates, you're a drunk and you're a bad yep, person. But the reality think. is is that it's you and every yes. car that you own. So that's that right. means your wife. Yes. The rest of your family. Yes. Your kids. Yes. Yep. Um, we knew some people who, because of the, the way they ran their business, all their vehicles were owned by them. All of their business vehicles. Eeg. An entire fleet of trucks with W plates. Uh, what much do we fun would that besides be? witches? Oh. More witches. Exactly. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, let's be honest. If you're rolling around with whiskey plates, it's a bigger red flag, right? Yep. I mean, like yep. when well, an officer sees you rolling by, it's like, well, I don't know. It's like a 50-50. You want to give it a shot? And again, right. I'm not judging police officers nope. or the important work they're trying to do. Let's be honest. Let's go back to the very beginning. You shouldn't drink and drive. And right. a cop should pull you over if you have been drinking and driving. But this is something that's going to increase the likelihood, even if you've been a very good boy or girl, that's going to get you pulled over. Right. And so the nice thing now is that if you get in the interlock program, you can either not get those plates at all, or you can get those plates off if you have to get them at some point in right. order to get you know move along into the program. So you and your family, wow. we, we kind of think about this as sort of the wife provision because wives are going to be like, you're putting that interlock on. Yeah. Okay. I'm not driving around. And get this plates. garbage off my car. Right. And of course, there's lots of men who whose wives got the, I mean, I, I yeah, yeah. don't yeah, mean yeah. to, I know I'm what you not, mean. you know, I'm just. Well, okay, but, but sake, let's, but the let's big be honest. Thing, right. More dudes are getting Deweys than women, aren't they? Two to one. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Two to one. So, I mean, again, I don't think anyone thinks that you're being no. a sexist or a pig because <laughs> dudes drink and drive more yes, than women do. do. Right. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. No, but the huge thing is that you can get out of the whiskey plates for everybody if the you know offender goes and gets interlock, mm-hmm. which is, is good. Um, there's also a mandatory... Um, Interlock for second-time offenders that's coming up. It yep. starts August 1st. If you have two DUIs in 10 years or three in a lifetime, you have to do it. Um, and your time in the, your time for your revocation doesn't even start running now until you start the program for a second-time offender. So oh. it's a big deal. Um, hopefully the state's going to do some education on that, but that's a big change. Hopefully it's a big disincentive for people to think about before they you know, go out drinking and then driving. Mm-hmm. I think we should post a little bit about that as well. Cause I think it's, I think it's really valuable information. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we are, um, we'll get some information out. Hopefully the state does, you know, it's, it's really their job to educate people. They've got the, the resources to do it, but you know, that information has to get out there because that's a lot of people. There's can I, lot. can I mention one funny thing? Yeah. One quick funny story mm-hmm. just cause oh, I think here we appreciate go. it. But here we a friend go. of mine dated a gal who, she had some alcohol issues, and we were talking about men versus women. And I won't mention her name, but Please. she got. I don't she need got, legal ramifications she, on this show. She had to wear the ankle bracelet mm-hmm. for a while, <laughs> and she was not ready to quit drinking. And I know maybe you've heard of this one before, but she tried to put baloney yep. between her her ankle and the ankle monitor. You've heard that before? Oh yeah. Be- oh my because, god! Because she thought the alcohol wouldn't travel through the baloney, right? Yeah, and but she it would just. But then, of course, it's some wet dead meat. On her but of course, much. she said when she talked to them, they're like, "We're a little worried that you're dead or have cut off your ankle bracelet." <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess they were, they were getting nothing, yeah. <laughs> but baloney. I just yeah, was no, like, "That's a, that's a thing." That's Saran desperate. wrap is a thing. <laughs> oh my god, um, that was classic. I'd laughed my head off. At that. The funny thing is that that wow. system. Well. 
let's not slander anybody. We won't yeah. go into that. Okay, okay we'll, we'll move on. You know that. what we'll do? We're going to take the high road here, and what we're going to do is we don't go too long without ever hearing a song on here. Now, you've chosen a song, another Boston band, that is among my top five bands of all time. Another band that I don't think really has a peer. There are a lot of interesting bands out there. There are a lot of rock bands out there. There are a lot of adventurous and challenging bands over the course of rock history. I don't, I'm not giving any new information to anybody, nope. but I would say I don't think there's another band exactly like Pixies. Yeah. And Pixies I loved from the first time I heard them all the way through the very final album. Then they went away for a long time. They kind of stumbled back into it a little bit. I didn't love that, but now they seem to be back in full flower, and Black Francis seems to be, I don't know, back in the midst of his songwriting chops. But obviously that late 80s to early 90s stuff was really the meat and bread of it, and they actually almost crossed over. They missed the alternate explosion by this much. Yep. But without them, as Kurt Cobain will tell you who caused it, without the, without Pixies, it doesn't happen for him. Pixies is one of the most important bands, was one of the most important bands in his transom. Right. That that lo- that uh, soft, loud, soft sound, uh-huh. the, just the grinding guitars, mm. the, the songwriting. It, it's, it was weird. It was surreal. I mean, yeah. to be an American band on the British 4AD label, you had to be weird, man. Yep. 4AD didn't just let anybody on. This Mortal right. Coil, Cocteau Twins, all kinds of crazy bands, mm. Fields of the Nephilim. <laughs> For Pixies to be on there, I mean, you knew something was up with this band. And then you'd listen to them. And they're four kids from UMass, right? I mean, you're thinking, oh, these college kids are going to do a fun cover band down at the bar on the weekend. And they write some of the most challenging, innovative, and influential music in the history of American songwriting. Well, and and I forget, but weren't Black Francis and Joey Santiago roommates? They were. Like freshman year. Like, how does that happen? They land in the same room and go, yeah, I play guitar. Oh, I play guitar, too. And here, I'm going to write a song that is so bizarre, half of it's in Spanish, and it's about a family <laughs> that practices incest, so everyone's malformed, but then I need you to lay down some crazy-ass rock riffs over the top of it that aren't like regular rock and roll. Don't play me Aerosmith. Don't don't play me Van Halen. Play a Pixies tune, and they did it together. Right. It's a, it, it's incredible. And, and you know, at one point I'd, I'd heard, I have no idea if this is true, Kim didn't even play bass. Like, they said, we're looking for a bass player. You know, and she shows them, see, I don't play, but, you know, I'd like to join the band. I'd love to be a part of the band. <laughs> what? Perfect. Okay. You're in. You're hired. <laughs> and she ended up being a crucial part of the band. And, um, you know, when they got back together back in 2004, she came back briefly and realized, like, oh, no, you know, there's a reason I left. Because let's be honest, Charles, I think to certain people can be kind of a dick. <laughs> to that, some people? Well, that being said, still one of the great bands of all time. Why'd you pick this one? You know, I was flipping through. I've been listening to a bunch of the Pixies lately again, and it, it, this one, I always come back to this one. It's one of my favorite songs. I told the story the last time, so I had a tape. It was stuck in my car. Mm-hmm. I had the Pixies on one side. I had Bob Mold on the other. This is the flip side of the story, literally. You're right. Um, it was this. This was my favorite song off the album. It's Gouge Away. You and I share that in common.
Doolittle was as close as they got to crossing over. You know, you saw a lot of songs off that, from, like Here Comes Your Man on 120 Minutes on MTV, and it was this close to happening, but it wasn't quite ready yet. They, the world had not quite turned yet in 1989, and they put out their final album, Trompe Le Monde, in 91, which I know it's very cool to be like, I like the early stuff, and I, I, I get it, man. <laughs> Surfer Rosa and Come On Pilgrim are important early missives from, again, I... I'm not using hyperbole, although I know I'm prone to it, Sean. <laughs> I know I'm prone to it. When I say that they're one of the most important American bands in rock history, certainly one of the most influential. Um, I mean, again, I feel that way about Bob Bold and right. that kind of stuff, right. right? But I mean, so it didn't quite happen for them, but they missed it by this much. And I think it was because of what they pushed. I mean, they didn't they didn't push Gouge Away. They no. pushed Here Comes Your Man, well, which I love. I love, love, love that song. Uh, great. And, you know, but, but, but it's... Too poppy. It's well, not but them. I mean, think about it at the time. Sure, they were on 4AD, but they were also getting pushed by who? Electra, and Electra isn't ready for Pixies, right? Right. And they're still hanging on to these sort of outmoded, outdated ways of like, all right, even with alternative bands, we still need a hook. I still need. Hey, there's a pretty girl in this video. Let's get her voice on there. And of course, they made a video that was extremely challenging, which mm-hmm. was not going to promote it. There were certain bands that just didn't want to play that kind of ball, and I respect them. And they went away for a while. Luckily, they're back now. In fact, I was just looking, although I may have shut down the window. Pixies are back on the road this September. Yeah, they're not coming to the Twin Cities, but they will be in Milwaukee for Summerfest. You ever been to Summerfest? I have. What a it's, fucking shit show. Well, <laughs> last, I, mean, I mean, again. I, I, went, two, I tw- went two years ago. My... <laughs> Somebody rescheduled me around going to Rock the Garden to go see X. Okay. And so... Oh, that's I, dark. I'm so sorry. Well, It was I one made, of my favorite days in my entire professional life. I made up for it by driving to Milwaukee the Wednesday before and there you seeing go. them in Porcupine oh, at Summerfest. There was delicious. Like, there was like 500 people Okay, there. so you know, if you're on one of those stages, great. But if yeah. you go to one of the big stages... Right. I remember trying to see Pearl Jam at Summerfest back in the 90s. <laughs> it was... Nope. I'll I'll never I'll never I'll never try to see a band that big again at a festival that there's just too many goddamn people. Right. And so but I mean that's I I went to Coachella once and I will always relish that wonderful time. In fact, I went to see Pixies, Queens of the Stone Age, uh and it <sighs> Well, you have a festival coming up. I don't know what you're talking about festivals. Oh. And yeah, I'm but going I mean, too. Well, uh, so we'll be, you and I will both find ourselves in Pasadena, California this coming May, May of 2022 for the Cruel World Festival. Nice. And what I love, one of my favorite things about it, one of the great delicious ironies <laughs> of the whole thing is the headliner, who's likely not to show anyway. Right. I don't really give a shit about, so I'll be able to beat traffic <laughs> after watching. And But again, you have to admit, like, and I know we've all been locked away and that when you do a major festival, you have to pay a certain amount of money, right? Nobody's expecting to walk in the door for free or for $40. Two people, a one-day festival, those are some expensive tickets, man. Uh, trust me, I just bought them. Twice. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, so my daughter bought them, and since she she tried to take me to Cruel World last year, and she bought them for my birthday because she loves the 80s, I love the 80s, and she bought them, and then the show got postponed, and then it got canceled altogether, and we're like, well, F that. And then without really telling me, the day before they went on sale, she's like, did you see the Cruel World's coming back? I'm like, what, 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 what? She did the pre-sale. And again, it sold out so fast, they added a second day. Uh, and that sold out. Exactly. And so we're we're going. Um, and I told her, all right, you buy the tickets, I buy the airfare, get us the Airbnb, and that's all taken care of. It may be nine months away. 
I am thrilled that I'm going to Cruel World Festival. I've got some ideas. We'll talk. Well, we absolutely will. For people who don't know what we're talking about, Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo, Echo and the Bunnymen, Psychedelic Furs, Violent Femmes, mm. The Church, English Beat, P.I.L., The Damned, and then there's some more modern names that are also very much aligned like that, but also Berlin, Missing Persons, Drab Majesty is going to be there, 45 Grave, who liked things a little harder and a little punkier from the L.A. scene back in the 80s. This is what Christian Death is going to be there. <laughs> it's It's wild. Some of these bands are going to have like a 10-minute set. Oh, exactly. I mean, and it, it's yeah. going to be a couple different stages, but it's one day. It's in Pasadena, California. I've got a friend who lives just up the hill in Altadena, California, mm. and provided California has not burnt to the ground by the time that this show comes around, we're going to have a fantastic time. We'll cross paths. In fact, our recent guest on the show here, Kai, Kai Arns. Oh, yeah. The graphic designer, video director. Yes. He's insisted that my daughter and I come by and say hi, so... I'm thinking I might take a little bit of an extended vacation next May and maybe make a full week out of going to L.A. again. I would never, ever, ever live in Los Angeles. The weather, the ambition, just sort of the whole weird veneer of it. But, man, going for a visit and seeing some cool people and seeing a cool rock show, I think I can probably swing that. You might have to use a couple of your personal days beyond your vacation time, so just work it out with our HR team. Are you talking about here on the Brian yes, Oak Show? exactly. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I have to have built up at least a little bit of PTO. We'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> Submit your form, and we'll try to get it approved at least by next April if we can. That is going to do it for episode 174 of the Brian Oak Show. That's Sean Bernard. I'm Brian Oak. Before we say goodbye, to our guest, I do want to remind people Smart Start MN, they're the reason we exist, they're the naming persons on the studio right here, uh, but we also have to thank Forgotten Star Brewing, we need to thank uh, our good friends at Palmer's Bar yes. they also are doing an incredible job the most recent episode was all about Palm Fest, which mm-hmm. is coming up this coming weekend, not the weekend right now it's Saturday, no. but this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, three days of incredible music going on there, and then really an incredible summer of music going on there Audio Quip, without them we're talking into our smartphones, and this sounds like someone is talking to you down a paper towel tube. And we try to avoid that. Yeah, we tried that early on back in 94 <laughs> when we met, and it's just not much of an audience. No, it's not. It's really, it's really not very good. But now that the world is opening up again, if you're heading back out, you need professional broadcasting or, you know, whether you're doing a podcast, good luck, by the way, but if maybe you're doing a <laughs> podcast, and um, or maybe you're getting out there to perform live, Audio Quip is who hooks you up with the necessary equipment you need to do the things that you do. Get in touch with them. And there's a few other Audio Quips out there, so make sure it's Audio Quip MN. Yeah, and I want to say one final thank you to Ed, uh, not only for being a great sponsor, but being a good friend, too. And I mean that because here's a guy who just got my wife and I tickets to Ed Tacular, but then he also donated to my daughter's cause which is teenagers with anxiety and depression. He donated to that. So it's one thing to have a client and a partner, but I just got to say how cool that was. And thank you for being an awesome guy. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. No problem. You bet. No problem. Well, I mean, it's a burden to be an awesome guy sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a lot of pressure. Hey, it, listen, i got plenty of people who tell you differently. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's no not going ha- no to happen around here. <laughs> that is not going to happen around here. Uh, I am Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. Ed Cohen from Smart Start MN is our guest. One last time, the Smart Start MN website where people should go if they want to find out more. SmartStartMN.com slash The Brian Oak Show. Very good. We're going to leave now with a really great band. Again, not a household name, but for those of us who began to 
I mean, we probably all fell in love, every one of us in this room, with music in the 80s, right? But mm-hmm. in the 90s, started to realize that even though alt had alternative music, had bubbled to the surface, there were still all these bands that had been crafting this stuff and doing this stuff for so long. You know, I think of like bands like Material Issue, who yep. almost mm-hmm. crossed over, yeah, right? Yep. But virtually every song in their all-too-brief catalog is a masterpiece, in fact. And somebody's name. What's that? And somebody's name. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, Diane. Oh, Valerie. Diane, Valerie. Yeah. So many. Um, but I mean, and there are other bands that weren't even as well known as Material Issue that continued to make great music. You know, one of my favorites to this day, Posies. Posies yep. right? created power pop that I will never forget mm-hmm. as long as I live. And you brought up a great one out of Chicago, another great Chicago band. Right. Uh, tell me why you chose this band and why you chose this song. I, I... Again, it's another, you know, digging through my old music and found them and said, oh, I haven't listened to that in a long time. Give it a try. And just enjoying how good a couple, you know, their first few albums were. And this one in particular, it's got a very uh, John Doe and Exine Shrevenka kind of sound to it. There's these sort of almost out of place harmonies that they work. It's, it's just a cool song. And they're a cool band. Ed, thank you very, very much for joining us, all right? My pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon. It's the Brian Oaks Show. Here's 11th Dream Day.
Anymore. 